Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. All right, welcome back to MSL. We're about to play Hang Up and Listen. 360-8255 is the phone number. That's 360-8255. First caller gets $10 to Ease 24-Hour Cafe and $5 to TCBY. Our best caller this week, CJ, what do they get? Best caller gets a MSL prize pack or a pair of tickets to see, well, to Playhouse on the Square, to see a play. Best of Enemies is the play uh, that just started this weekend over at the Circuit Playhouse. I was over at Playhouse on the Square uh, the other day for their great wine performances. Had a lot of fun hanging out there. It's a unbelievable uh, spot if you've never walked into Playhouse on the Square, the newly remodeled Playhouse on the Square. It's at Union and Cooper in the Overton Square Theater District. It's Memphis's only professional theater. And playing right now, they got Mary Poppins and they got the great wine performances they had the other day. And of course, uh, uh, the new Best of Enemies, which just started this weekend at the Circuit Playhouse. So Mary Poppins goes on until September 7th. Best of Enemies going on until September 14th. The winner of Hang Up and Listen gets a pair of tickets to Best of Enemies or an MSL prize pack, which includes a bunch of goodies. Your choice if you win. Hang up and listen. As always, though, the best caller on Hang Up and Listen gets $10 to Ease 24-Hour Cafe. Let's go eat at Ease. There are four Memphis Ease locations, one right down the the mountain from us at Park and Mount Moriah, the new one on Poplar across from East High School, the original one on Union across from Methodist University Hospital, and then there is the one on Summer Avenue as well. That's Ease 24-Hour Cafe. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Let's go eat at Ease. And, of course, you also get, if you're the first caller, $5 TCBY, America's Best Yogurt. We're going to play Hang Up and Listen here uh, momentarily, but I do want to introduce a special guest who we have in studio uh, with us today because college football season kicks off next week which means every week we're going to have to keep you updated on Saturdays with all the football gossip. And joining us in studio right now to hang out with us during Hang Up and Listen is Maria Gray. Welcome uh, back to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. One week away from college football. I don't know if you listened earlier. I was. I'm, I'm a big advocate of Ole Miss this year. Well, I usually am, but I do. I'm a believer that this could be the year they sneak through. And uh, we're going to have a lot of uh, college football gossip and, and NFL gossip and everything each and every week uh, this year, starting uh, next week. You'll be back with us every week with some gossip. So you getting ready? I cannot wait for college football. I cannot wait for football in general, actually. And I think there might be more gossip in NFL this season with Johnny Menzel than there will be <laughs> in college football. So you will be covering both uh, college and pro gossip uh, throughout the year for us every Saturday as we uh, go through through this uh, the season. Of course, the big game uh, starts all starts with Ole Miss Boise State this Thursday night. Are y'all coming to the Green Beetle to watch watch party at the Green Beetle for football trivia this Thursday night? Prizes from Budweiser, your chance to win tickets to see uh, Johnny Football versus the Titans. He will be playing. I can't I guarantee it, but I do think he'll be playing because the Browns are not going to win a game. I'll be there, finally have a car. All right. Yeah, CJ's going to be out there. We will definitely be at Green Beetle this Thursday to watch Ole Miss football. And, yes, we were watching or listening earlier, and um, I know that this is Ole Miss's year. <laughs> you are an Ole Miss fan. You and, you and Dustin um, – your boyfriend, who will be joining us momentarily, Dustin Five Star, uh, will be hosting the Redbirds tomorrow, right? Oh, we are, yes. I can't wait for that. I'm so excited. It's going to be my last game of the season. It's health and fitness night at AutoZone Park. It's uh, First pitch is at 6.05, and Dustin and I will be emceeing together for the first time ever. MSL's power couple uh, emceeing the Redbirds game. I will be out there tomorrow night, 6.05 or 6 o'clock. Uh, opening pitch, one or the other, it doesn't matter. Get there around 6 o'clock. See, see Dustin and Maria uh, co-emceeing. It's the last re- regular season game, too, right? Um, well, mistaken? the regular season homestand goes through Wednesday, I believe. Okay. But it's your last chance to catch a Sunday game, and kids run the bases afterwards. Last weekend game. 
All right, uh, let's go ahead and do this. Let's play some Hang Up and Listen. Are we okay with it? All right, CJ driving the ship by himself today, Johnny Radio. Oh, I would not want to know how inebriated he is at this hour right now. He's been off the air for an hour and 12 minutes. He probably has no idea where he's still. He probably thinks he's in a spaceship somewhere. I guess he flies across the golf course. But uh, 360-8255 is the phone number, 360-8255. Again, the winner gets a choice of an MSL prize packer. There's tickets to Playhouse on the Square, which is always the perfect place to uh, take your date. You can't take a date to Playhouse on the Square and and, and not uh, impress your lovely lady. 360-8255 is the phone number. Maria Gray sitting in with me this week as we uh, get a little preview for next week's return of football gossip. She'll be with us every week with some football gossip. We're going to go to our first caller this week on Hang Up and Listen. Mike from Cordova, you're on. What's up, Mike? You're on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. Uh, yeah, I wonder if you could go into a little bit on this Main Street to Main Street, the uh, bike, uh, I guess, pedestrian thing across the river, and uh, what that entails, and if they, are there things they could do off of that? I mean, could you have like a a grampy free bike race or, or a motocross race or could you bungee jump off the thing? I don't know, but uh, tell me whatever you know about it, you know, and uh, I'll hang up and listen. All right. Thanks, Mike. This is uh, interesting. Of course, hang up and you can call in and talk about whatever you want. As long as you end your phone call with, I'll hang up and listen. We'll talk about what you want to talk about, and you'll qualify for a chance to win the grand prize. Uh, so it can be sports. It can be non-sports. And what, what Mike from Cordova is bringing up is an interesting topic. Of course, you know, I host the All of podcast, so I'm sure uh, this is somewhat inspired by my my many other things that I, uh, I do during the week. But the main-to-main project that I know about. It's kind of cool if you guys haven't heard about it. They're connecting South Main uh, in Memphis, where, of course, I host trivia at the Green Beetle every Thursday night. We've already mentioned that. With the Main Street in West Memphis, and they're using the old bridge, one of those old bridges over there. There's two old bridges uh, over by where Channel 3 is. And they're going to have that pedestrian, there's going to be a pedestrian slash bike trail or whatever that you can go now walk across or ride across the Mississippi River on this old bridge that they don't use. There's the old bridge, which we still use, and there's the older bridge that they, I think they use some of it for railroad and or, or whatever, but you'll be able to bike or walk from Memphis to West Memphis or West Memphis to Memphis, which is, I'm sure, a dream of so many people always do. I don't know if it's that as much as it's cool that you can walk or ride across the, the Mississippi River. It sounds very dangerous to me. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's very dangerous. I mean, it, it could be. It could be dangerous. For sure. Anything when you're going to go over the mighty Mississippi River, if you if, if you know, it's, it's it's not safe necessarily. But they're building it, and I know with the funds they're doing it on on the cheap compared to it would have cost like oodles of more dollars if they would have actually built a new bridge across the Mississippi River, a pedestrian bridge or a bike bridge or whatever. But since they're adding it on to this one, it's costing. Um, much less, so much less, where it's kind of a steal of the deal to do. But the question is, how often will people want to go across the, the river and go to to West Memphis on bike or on uh, foot? We'll find out. I do think the bike culture here is bigger than ever before. So whenever it does open, I'm definitely going to try it out. I'm going to check it out. And I think the fitness advocates that live downtown and on um, Mud Island, they might be inclined to use it a lot. And if you're going to go on, yeah, if you're going to go on a walk or a run, mm-hmm. you might as well do it across the Mississippi River. That's pretty cool. Anyway, 360-8255, 360-8255 is the phone number. You can talk about whatever you want. Of course, college football starts back next week. That's why Maria's here uh, hanging out. She's going to uh, give us a little gossip uh, here in a minute as we go through. You have any, what's, what's some gossip stories we have going on right now? Maria? Well, right now in the NFL, for the Super Bowl halftime, they want the acts to pay to play. They want your, they want the acts that, that are playing, whoever plays the Super Bowl halftime, to pay to play in the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, I think I saw something on this. My understanding is right now that they don't get paid to do it well, anyway. They actually do it for free right now, mm-hmm. but it garners so much attention and so much money for mm-hmm. them. Um, like, for example, Bruno Mars last year, after he did the halftime act, he also went on to do like a... 54 billion dollar tour and 
he didn't have to pay for any of that marketing money that was spent on him at the Super Bowl. Right. It, it definitely can elevate you to another level if you're if you're still not a legend. Because they're, 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 apparently last year they started the trend of not doing a legend at the Super Bowl. So now they want to take advantage of these young artists. And, like, Katy Perry, should she shouldn't be paying to do the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't the NFL think so would be lucky either. to have her. I don't think I don't think that people need to be paying to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. And then I think that we're also getting into um, you know ha- having to see acts that we don't want to see because they paid to be there. We want we expect right. a good halftime show. Right, you're right. Yeah, like Hard Rock. I did see Hard Rock like was offering a million dollars to charity if if their act, some act I've never heard of, played the Super Bowl halftime show. You don't want to end up being stuck by that. With right, that. I think for me, every single year I look forward to the halftime show mm-hmm. and know that it's going to be awesome, and I'm excited about who's going to be on there. And right. unfortunately, if somebody is paying a million dollars to be on the show because they're backed by some signing company, right. Bruno and Bruno tore the house down. He did awesome, and so right now the NFL or the policy before is you play for free. We cover all the cost involved with it, and that's it. So you're getting and but now they want them to actually pay to be there. I don't know about that. I could see a big backlash with the music industry, and maybe some of these artists coming together, forming their own halftime show doing on a different channel and say hey flip to this channel at halftime you can see the real halftime show and have a bunch of mega stars together so the nfl better watch out yeah that's an interesting because that could happen Uh, if these stars band together and say what screw you nfl who do you think you are we're gonna pay to do work like if this is a benefit it's right now the way it's set up i think it benefits both parties they don't have to pay them and they get the publicity but to say you have to pay for the publicity and have to go work for them I don't think I so. think it's a mutual relationship the way they have it right now as hmm. well because people are not the flipping channels. They're staying on the halftime right. show. All right, well, let's keep rolling. We're playing Hang Up and Listen. We're going to go to Sam in Whitehaven. What's up, Sam? You're on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. How you doing, Kevin? What's up? This uh, this uh, story with the uh, back from the Steelers, Le'Veon Bell, he was uh, caught uh, smoking weed while driving, but and he said that uh, he thought... Uh, this kind of thing just meant alcohol and not weed, man. Uh, do you think that's a case in point where a lot of these uh, athletes are bored and pampered and you know, sort of sheltered from the uh, real world? And I hang up and listen. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sam. Okay. That, that's a good point. That story was interesting. Uh you get the the idea that you that, that somebody would think that you could do drugs and drive, but you can't. Then that's fine, and you can't get pulled over for uh, driving under the influence. Um, but uh, I don't know. Do you think that sheltered CJ? That that yeah. That that that's why he thought he couldn't do it, or is he pleading ignorance because that's what. I mean, a lot of times, I, you know, you're driving around, you get pulled over, and you'd be like, oh, I thought the speed limit was this. You just always say that you just, oh, I thought it was this. You pretend like you don't understand the law. Not that that ever helps you because you're supposed to know it if you're out there, and it won't get you out of a ticket. It won't get you out of a problem. Um, it did help me get out of a ticket. It did help you win. On no, being cute probably helped yeah, you get well, out. What happened? Probably so, but the, the officer came up, and he said, did you know that the speed limit was 65? No, sir. I totally thought the speed limit was 70. And what are you doing while, while you're saying this? Pretty people have it so easy. I wish I would get pulled over and say, no, I didn't know that was a speed limit. Well, you know now. Here's your ticket. Uh, CJ, well, I, no, I don't I know didn't if that's... A ticket, but it's much different to go, oh, I didn't know these drugs were illegal. Right. Well, not that, I mean, I think he knows the drugs are illegal, which we can get on a whole nother debate that uh, whether weed should be legal, but and it definitely I don't think impairs your driving nearly as much at, at all as drinking, but you probably just still shouldn't do it. So do you get tested? Like if they pulled him out the car and made him take a sobriety test, would he have they been probably able did. to pass? I would assume they did the walk the the line type of thing or something. But he, could, he would pass the breathalyzer. Right. Well, we were talking about it at work the other day, and somebody said they gave him the Taco Bell test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. How many quesaritos can you eat? <laughs> if you can eat more than five. It was probably Funyuns in the car. A bunch of, yeah. <laughs> have you tried the quesarito yet, CJ? Of course I have. It's good.
It's okay. It is okay. What? It's it's like a top ten menu item there. That they only have ten menu items. Man. Oh, you got the Bel Grande, the the Mexican <laughs> pizza, the soft shell taco, hard shell taco, double decker. That would be cinnamon fun. Twist, a fun game to go back and forth naming Taco Bell menu items until somebody can't name another one. Want to do it right now? Well, oh. the thing is, is they're all the same menu item. They're just named differently. That's they're all the same ingredients. There's five ingredients. Right. There's five ingredients, <laughs> but there's there there's a, a different way to make them. The, yeah, the grillers of different items you can get. What? The loaded potato griller, the nacho cheese griller, the buffalo oh, the griller, and they just got a dollar menu and they made up new stuff with potatoes. They got on they that. got the beef and rice, no, the bean and rice burrito, and the the <laughs> layered nacho. All right, and, all right, CJ, all right, all right, all right. We we get the point. We got to keep going. We're playing. Hang up. Listen. We're gonna go to Tony. He's on the expressway. What's up, Tony? You're on MSL. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's hey, up? look, I, you know, the guy was talking about the Main Street, the Main Project. Yeah. I, you know, I wish that we would run a smarter downtown Memphis project. Let's open up Main Street all the way through, back like it used to be, from South Main to downtown. And it is half one side of Riverside is open for driving and they to cut it down to one lane. We need to revitalize downtown to open it up and stop killing off businesses and running them away from downtown by bad stupid decisions that politicians have made. Make it right. Get rid of the Mid-America Mall. Most people here in Memphis don't even know the name of it. The trolleys are not running anymore and probably never will run again. It was a bad idea. Open up downtown and do a smart Memphis project. That's what I'm for. I hang up and listen. All right, thanks, Tony. Some interesting points there. I do think downtown's coming back. I was always, like, Peabody Place was just with a terrible idea, right? And I wish at the time that, of course, Bells, the Peabody people, own, own Peabody Place, that they would have invested in the Main Street Mall instead of in, in, in the actual building at Indoor Mall. They could have invested in the already, you know, city-organized Main Street Mall project, the trolley-only and pedestrian area downtown. But I do, I do think the trolleys are coming back, Tony. Be a believer. The tro- trolleys are coming back. How they're coming back, we don't know. If they're if they're going to come down, May- or still come down Madison, I don't know. The trolleys are a, a touchy issue with me because I do think the trolleys should go all the way to Overton Square and connect Midtown to downtown. But instead of the trolley just ending, I just still want to go back and I to go back to whatever meetings it was. And, and and figure out. And I know we had money from the state or the federal government to pay for this for the trolley line that went down Madison. But like for somebody to say, why is the track just ending in the middle of the street in front of like a dry cleaners and a and and a, a convenience store and a barber shop? I right. used to get my hair cut over there. So why did it end there? And why was there not a like say, hey, let's build a parking garage there? For people to park, ride the trolley downtown, or whatever to use it. So it was never the trolley. The trolley is a mess, but I do think it's cool downtown, the Riverfront Loop, and working in the da- in the downtown area. But um, you know, always open for ideas. I think Main Street's coming back a little bit. It's slowly building up uh, further and further down. Um, from all the way from the arcade on one end, and then once the pyramid opens, we're slowly getting more businesses filling up on Main Street. They're about to open some new burger place. I saw. I was. Having lunch with Greg Akers the other day at Aldo's Pizza downtown, and they're building about to open up a new uh, burger place. So it, it could be coming back, but we got to keep moving here on the starting five. We're going to go to Chuck from the uh, U of M. What's up, Chuck? You're on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. How are y'all doing? What's up? Hey, listen, I do a lot of observational journalism, and something I was just um, just kind of noticed as far as with golf and infidelity. If you kind of look back to Tiger Woods' demise, I mean, if you if you look and see as far as when his his game came to a screech. He was spreading himself. Prior to that, he was spreading himself around like Johnny Radio, you know, a post-trial for the health department. But look at it. Once he went monogamous, his game went to crap. So my advice to Tiger Woods would be this. Just go on out and start throwing yourself around again, and maybe you might, you know, end up getting a major. My advice for Johnny Radio is two grams of penicillin. I am. Anyways, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, interesting, and again, that can be that can be connected to what's going on. Where McElroy has like seemed to have uh, been on been on a roll in golf recently, and it all happened right around the time he ended his engagement. So, 
Well, for some reason in golf, it's always... Well, thing. That's like saying that is, he went yeah. monogamous, so yeah. now everything's going to crap. No, you ruined your marriage, so your life fell apart, and now your game is crap. Well, he was getting distracted by his lady. You have to have the right lady, I guess, by your side that supports you. Or ladies. If you're... Oh, somebody... Yeah. CJ's trying to take that title of sleaze and Unfortunately, most independent power women are not going to stand by your side while you go out and cheat on them with several other women. All right. All right. Uh, we got, we're, we're going through. Hang up and listen here. We got, we got one more caller. We'll get to them here in just a second. But, uh, Marie, any more gossip you had for us today? Uh, well, we do have Johnny Manziel's find that came out. Oh, yeah. Johnny yeah, Manziel. He the bird. He Which was around. hilarious. I saw somebody tweet that they were disappointed he, he didn't give the double bird. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's true Johnny Manziel, Marshall Henderson, Stone Cold Steve Austin type of move, right? His his fine was $12,000. Not much money, I guess, but his, he should easily be able to pay for that. Like, at one on one side, you think that's not a lot of money for him, but on the other side, it's like, I just flipped a bird, and you're going to... I mean, who flips the bird? So if he did a double day? bird, it would have been $24,000. <laughs> every time you flip the bird, think about paying $12,000 for it. Well, I don't flip the bird ever. So. Right, it's not right. But we talked about it on last week's show. We know Jimmy Graham. Uh, we we're talking about how I was saluting Jimmy Graham for for showing how, you know, to going against the commissioner in the league by still dunking the football in the preseason. He did get slapped with a $30,000 fine for dunking the football over the goalposts twice. So that's $15,000 per dunk. So the NFL, which still makes no sense on their, how their policies work, but flipping the bird was 12000 I guess, per dunking the football over the goalposts is 15000 Well, they probably and, should have charged him a little bit more if they want to reel him back in and get him, like, you're not going to make a mockery out of NFL. Just slap a bigger fine on him and try to control him a little bit more. Right. I don't want them to control them a little bit more. It makes my segment even better. All right, this is fun. I love talking about all this 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 <laughs> this NFL uh, and uh, just football gossip in general with Maria. We will be uh, she'll be back with us in studio uh, or maybe in studio, but you'll definitely be with us on the show next week with your regular segment as we roll through football season every Saturday. It's the last Saturday before college football season. And this is our last whoop, whoop. caller on Hang Up and Listen. We're going to go to Joe, who's basically in Midtown, and now he's on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up? Well, long time no talk to. Uh, yeah. I'm glad your radio station on this issue out fine, because that last caller needs to get the biggest fine available for uh, the, the uh, defaming their Johnny Radio. <laughs> but I don't know how much time y'all got, but I'd like to hear what you think about two things. Ole Miss... Finishing up in a uh, one of the top six teams in the country, get to go to the bowl, or Pete Rose making into the Hall of Fame and lifting up his band. Just going to hear we all talk about Pete Rose a little bit, and I'll just hang up and listen. All right, thanks, Joe. Good, good uh, final call this week. Good to hear from you. That's Joe, of course, of Joe and Victoria, the the former Hang Up and Listen romance. Where is Victoria? Hadn't heard from her all summer. I don't know. I thought like him and Joe, the, the Victoria and Joe had ran off somewhere. Possibly, but Joe sounds a little down, like he's missing uh, his other half. Oh, maybe. Well, I think they, I thought they had just collected so many hang up and listen prizes, and then they just went on an excursion, and now maybe they're back. But I don't know. Joe had two topics. Can Ole Miss top six teams in the country? I have been saying it all day today, and until they lose, which which you know we look, they could lose Thursday night. Who knows? I got them winning, but they're I've got them four and zero. I got Ole Miss starting four and zero. Boise, Vandy, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, and the University of Memphis State are their first four games on the schedule, and I see them winning all four. They're going to start four and zero, so their true test coming in at week their fifth game of the season against uh, Alabama. Again, Alabama down a little bit. Auburn, are they as good as last year? We don't know. There's question marks there. LSU hasn't been as dominant as they were. Uh, and it's been a few years, but could this be their comeback year? I don't know. I, if there's a year that somebody can can make magic happen, Ole Miss has got the, the coach. They got the quarterback. They got the chance. They got the schedule because they got two of their big games at home to uh, make this playoffs. It would be awesome. It would be awesome if Ole Miss could make the playoffs in the first year of the playoffs. Well, I 100% agree with that. Uh, they will go 4-0 the first four games. And I'm crossing my fingers for the fifth game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they could still win it. I don't think Alabama is as good as – everybody's picking Alabama because that's just the easy thing to do. Hey, well, every year Ole Miss has hold, held their own with Alabama the last few seasons. So – 
And they have. And Alabama has less experience this year, but of course, as we know, Alabama always gets the best new players in the country. So eh, we'll see how good their new players are. If their new players are awesome, then Alabama's going to be awesome again this year. But we know they're going to be good. It's a matter of how will they respond to Nick Saban being the SEC, yada, yada, yada. But as far as P. Rose in the Hall of Fame, I would love P. Rose in the Hall of Fame, uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame. He's already in the WWE Hall of Fame. He uh, should be in. I wish he was the commissioner, actually, of <laughs> Major League Baseball. That would have been a bold move, right? <laughs> Uh, all right, that does it for Hang Up and Listen this week. We'll decide the winner over the commercial break. Winner getting uh, tickets to Playhouse in the Square or the uh, MSL Prize Pack. Maria, thanks for joining us. We will talk to you next week and every week after throughout the football season. I can't wait. All right, that's Maria Gray. Follow her on Twitter, at Maria Gray. She will be at AutoZone Park, her last game emceeing tomorrow night with Dustin Starr, who joins us next alongside James E. Cornett. Yes, former professional wrestling manager Jim Cornett joins us next Get your tennis rackets out. We'll be right back. You're listening to MSL on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Sports time with George Lapidus. Now in its 43rd year. Weekdays at 10. On Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Why do energy drinks think you have to be some extreme monster rock star athlete to need energy? Smoothie King is blending real energy for real people with the all-new Pure Recharge Smoothie. Made from natural, high antioxidants, coffee berries, and loaded with B12 for clean, sustainable energy. Pure Recharge is available in strawberry or mango strawberry, and it's only at Smoothie King. Visit their four Smoothie King locations in Carterville on Houston Levy, Germantown on Poplar and Exeter, Cordova on Germantown Parkway, or Midtown on Union. Hey, Kevin Cerrito here. For years, I've been telling you about Elfo's Restaurant in Germantown. At Elfo's, Alex and Kim Grazani carry on the Grazani family tradition of offering excellent northern Italian cuisine prepared the same way their ancestors did nearly a century ago. My favorite dish is the black and blue halibut, but that won't stop me from feasting on some chicken ravioli or the Elfo's special. Make a reservation today by calling 901-753-4017 and go visit Elfos at 2285 South Germantown Road, located right next to the railroad tracks and on the web at elfosrestaurant.com. Are you one of many Mid-Southerners who suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around weekday nights flipping channels on your TV while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about trivia with Kevin Cerrito. Well, actually, that would be a little weird. Instead, just invite your friends to be on your team every week at Trivia with Kevin Cerrito. It's more than your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's an entertainment experience with weekly theme nights that will test your knowledge on a wide range of topics. Come see for yourself while Paul Ryburn's journal calls Kevin Cerrito a, quote, Trivia Master. For more information on where to play, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit Facebook forward slash Cerrito Trivia or follow Kevin on Twitter at Cerrito. Trivia with Kevin Cerrito, the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Warnings. Side effects may include eating flies, laughing out loud, high five, and eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, spending quality time with friends, and dance-offs. Now play Trivia with Kevin Cerrito downtown at Tampa Tap every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 and at the Green Beetle on South Main every Thursday night from 8 to 10. Trivia with Kevin Cerrito. A fan coming. Off and running down Summer Avenue Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. GK was on the radio. WHBQ. Welcome back to MSO. We just played Hang Up and Listen. The winner this week, CJ, who's the winner? Chuck. Chuck, homie, call back in. All right, Chuck, call back. Chuck, call back in. Get set up with your prizes. Congratulations. We'll play Hang Up and Listen again next week at noon. We'll have more great prizes for you. This portion of MSL is being brought to you by Croc Center. It's a new kind of community center. The Rainey and Joan Croc Community Center is a 100,000 square foot recreation, education, worship, and arts center right there next to Tiger Lane in Midtown on East Parkway. That's 800 East Parkway South to be specific. It costs $32 a month for an individual to join, about $53 a month. For a household membership, you can go to crockmemphis.org for more information and, and check out all the pictures and, and stuff from there. That's at crockmemphis.org. There's NBA-quality basketball courts, uh, soccer fields, 
inside and outside soccer fields. The aquatic center is unbelievable. There's an indoor pool, there's a water slide, and a lazy river, and outside's the splash pad that uh, is, of course, open still for the summer as we approach uh, Labor Day. Only a few more weeks left of the splash pad. There's a fitness center. You can get cable TV on all of the cardio equipment. So if you go work out on Monday night, you can watch Raw. And uh, you have the worship area, art rooms, theater, meeting rooms, classroom facilities, uh, and much, much more. That's at Croc Center, Memphis, right next to Tiger Lane. It's a new kind of community center. All right, we kind of got a bonus Saturday. Usually, uh, Dustin joins us the third Saturday of every month to talk pro wrestling. Of course, last week we spent an hour talking with the voice of Memphis Wrestling, Lance Russell. But uh, this week we've got a special bonus interview. Dustin is back here uh, with us right now. If you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no Dustin Five Star. Follow him on Twitter at Dustin Star. What's up, Dustin? What's going on? Happy Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you'll be emceeing tomorrow night at the Redbirds along with Maria. I can't wait. It's going to be so hot outside. It should be a perfect day for baseball and for push-ups. We have the Redbird Olympics coming up. The Redbird Olympics. Before we get to, we're about to be joined by Jim Cornette. But before we get to James E. Cornette, I know you have a special announcement. Oh, I've got the scoop. About. I've got the scoop. We had Lance Russell, the voice of Memphis Wrestling, one of the greatest commentators ever on here last week, as you said, for an hour. And we asked him if he was going to be at the Long Live the King event at Minglewood Hall on September 18th. He said that possibly, but it has been confirmed that Lance Russell will indeed be there making an appearance on September 18th at Minglewood Hall for Memphis Wildfire Wrestling. And, and if that wasn't good enough, the legendary Dave Brown will be there too. So you have Lance Russell... Dave Brown back together in Memphis, September 18th, Minglewood Hall for Memphis Wildfire Wrestling. Long live the king, and of course, it's already been confirmed. Handsome Jimmy Valiant will be there as well. So you got three legendary stars from the 80s and 90s. Not a better commentary team uh, that I've ever heard anyway than Lance right. and Dave. So That's going to be a good card uh, for sure uh on that night and of course the Dave Brown recently announcing his retirement right after the interview right after you asked Lance Russell then oh. a couple of days later he says that he'll be retiring soon and then also Lance Russell wants to come back and talk to us again he said he well, had we'll such a great back. time talking to all the fans he loved taking the call so he will be back Dave's not officially retiring he's just cutting back his hours CJ do we have the audio from last week uh, but but Dave, what Dave Brown is cutting, he's going to cut back his time. Ron Childress is going to do it most of the time down on Channel 5. Dave, only a couple days a week. But um, here's what we talked about last week real quick with Lance Russell about Dave Brown retiring. Since the late 90s, Dave Brown is still going. Will he ever retire, you think? <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> oh, no, I agree with you, yeah. yeah. Listen, I, if I were Dave Brown and I was sitting there and every time they ran one of these uh, program surveys to determine who the people were watching uh, on television and all that. And it came up that Dave Brown was the outstanding news personality and has been for the last all right, so. 142 <laughs> years. Oh, <laughs> I believe I'd keep doing it myself. <laughs> well, you've, uh... So Lance saying, you know, don't retire, I don't... Didn't want. I don't know if Dave was listening last week. I know Jarvis listens. Jarvis called in earlier. Shout out to Jarvis Greer, uh, Channel Five. Uh, Jarvis calling in to try to set me straight on some issues off air. But um, well, if Dave was listening last week, I don't want him to think that my intent was to say oh, he needs to retire. I don't want Dave oh. to retire. It's just the talk. Like Larry King was on CNN. It's like who would replace Larry King when he goes? Who's going to replace Jay Leno? Like people always want to know who's going to replace somebody right. once somebody gets to a, a certain age and all of that. I don't want well, Dave to retire. It's just Lance has been retired for twenty years. We'll definitely have to ask Jim Cornette about that. And this week on Throwback Thursday, I posted uh, the debut of wrestling manager Jim Cornette. And he, of course, was being interviewed by none other than Lance Russell. And uh, I like how he sort of went into that promo uh, like kind of with a nervous look and then ended up started talking about his mama gets him anything that he wants. And that launched the career, the managerial career of uh, Jim Cornette. And, of course, he went on to... Managed WWF World Heavyweight Champion Yokozuna. He managed some of the greatest tag teams of all time and is considered on the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling managers. Wouldn't you say, Kevin? 
He's up there, yeah. Absolutely. So joining MSL right now, CJ, do you have that music? Let's introduce the legendary James E. Cornette. <laughs> Midnight Express. Yeah, you guys, you you actually dug the right one up too, not the the porno music version that WCW produced. <laughs> Welcome to MSL. Oh, it's music to my ears. Hey, can Dustin can Dustin Star hear me? Oh yeah, this this is me hey, here. Hey Dustin, what the heck? I saw Bill Superstar Dundee. When did you crap in his post toasties? The ah. things he said he's gonna do to you. <laughs> Well, oh uh, my God! Hopefully, on September 18th, the superstar will be able to fly in. He's going back to the circus. He's going to fly in for the big match at Minglewood Hall. Well, and no, I'll tell he, you, he didn't. He didn't even say that. He just said, like, if he sees you in a parking lot anytime oh when he happens to be off the road, whatever. But you know, uh, hopefully, he can make it. But well, not hopefully for you. <laughs> oh come on, come on now! He's 70 now. He's 70 now. Oh, my God. Hey, have you ever been hit by a Bill Dundee working punch? I, I promise you, he hit me so hard one night in the Mid-South Coliseum, I couldn't figure out which way to fall down. I told I told Superstar, I said, I don't care if you're 50, 60, 70, 80. It does not matter. That right hook always feels the same. It hurts the same. And he, he throws one of the best in the business, him and the king. But I, I got to say, and also, you know, September 18th in, in Minglewood Hall, of. Uh, the promoters called and asked me if I could be there because it is a tribute to the King, Jerry Lawler, who was a, a big, important part in me getting started in professional wrestling. And unfortunately, I'm already scheduled. I'm in New Jersey the day after, and I'm, I'm at this point, I'm too old to travel halfway across the country and, and work in the same day. So I, I need to, you know, I, I get in in time to have my Metamucil and everything, but I can't be there, but I'm there in spirit uh, to pay tribute to the King. And now that you told me Lance and Dave are going to be there together, Dave can't retire all the way. He's just cutting down because if he actually retired, weather would go out of business. There you go. <laughs> and then what would we do? We'd be living in a, a, a vacuum, a space-time continuum, like Stewie and and uh, Brian ended up with. Uh, you know that ep- episode of Family Guy. <laughs> it is it is a bigger threat than global warming, right? Is Dave Brown retiring from doing the weather? Well, yes, that would put an end to weather as we know it. And, and I don't know if it, it would be like the new Coke of weather. We just well, wouldn't even want weather anymore. Well, you, um, you know, uh, we posted on Throwback Thursday your debut in Memphis. You had a big interview with oh, Lance Russell. Oh, I wish Russell. you hadn't have done that. Oh, well, oh my I, God! You, you, well, I know. I heard you say it looked like I was nervous. Of course, I was. Right. I was shaking like a dog pooping peach seeds uh, because it was the first time I was out on television. It was live Memphis TV, the the biggest rated wrestling program in America, with Lance Russell, the first face on Mount Rushmore of announcers. Of course, I was scared. Well, what was it like working with uh, two of the best? Now, did you know that Lance and Dave were two of the best back then, or is that something we look back on now and say, "Wow, man, we really had oh, something no. special"? Oh well, no, obviously they were—they had already been two of the best by the time you know, like Lawler would say, when Lance was a kid, the Dead Sea was still sick. <laughs> uh, you know, forty years ago, they were still two of the best because they've been doing it together for fifteen years or whatever. <laughs> so it, it, you know, you know, you were with legends on a program, and and Lance led me through it by the nose. My first several weeks out there, thankfully, I had pros like that to work with. They just kind of bounced off of me since I was just standing there not knowing what I was doing. And then gradually, if you're not a, an eggplant, you pick up on some of this stuff when you've got geniuses teaching you. All right, former wrestling manager uh, Jim Cornette is joining us. You mentioned the King had an important role in your career starting. In, and if, if you were there on the 18th, that big salute to the King. Was it Long Live the King night at Minglewood Hall? I, what would you say? Tell people how the King did help you uh, get to uh, where you, you were in the wrestling business. Well, I think the first thing I would probably say is something actually I think I said to his face a number of years ago. We were having dinner. Maybe it was catering at the WWE. I said, Jerry, I've made more money with your material than you have. <laughs> <laughs> You know, growing up uh, as a fan here in Louisville, uh, of course, we got Memphis Television and, and uh, the same wrestlers here at the Louisville Gardens on Tuesday nights and, and got to see all the, you know, the great matches that the Memphis Wrestling Promotion presented all over Tennessee and Kentucky. I started as a photographer when I was 14 years old. You know, I was going to three events a week. So growing up, being influenced by tremendous talents, not only like Jerry Lawler, but like Bill Dundee, handsome Jimmy Valiant. Uh, Lance and Dave as announcers. Jerry Jarrett was a tremendous uh, matchmaker and promoter and actually the person who was directly involved in getting me started in the the, uh, wrestling industry was Christine Jarrett, who was Jerry Jarrett's mother and was the Louisville promoter uh, who let me, you know, hang around and take pictures at ringside when I was 14 years old. So from all of those, you know, uh, Jerry obviously 
was a, a an impact on me as as a performer, and you know that just that wisecracking attitude. But nobody could do it like the king. But I I stole a few. Well, I won't say I stole. Here's the, here's I put it like this: when you steal from one person, it's plagiarism. When you steal from many, it's research. <laughs> right. So you know, I, I I took all of those stars into consideration. But the king will always be the king of of Memphis wrestling. Now, um, since Memphis, you have gone on to do, I mean, you managed WWF World Heavyweight Champion. You've been on Spike TV, on TNA. I just oh, wanted don't to hold ask that you, against me. Oh, I just want and you know I have to ask you, what is wrong with TNA? I mean, what is going on? Are they losing the TV deal? What's, what's well, you, going you on on the You didn't inside? tell me this was a radio uh, fundraising marathon. I can't tell you in, in less than 16 hours what's wrong with, with TNA wrestling. <laughs> um I encourage everybody to go to jimcornett.com to read my uh, columns and commentaries on what's wrong with everything. But, <laughs> you know, I, I think that current wrestling, unfortunately, is in a funk. The creativity, the passion, the talent, in some cases, doesn't get the chance to, to shine through because it's just the same old, same old, nobody's outside the box and nobody's taking it seriously anymore. And uh, I think we ought to look back to Memphis Wrestling. As a matter of fact, I couldn't be on the radio in Memphis without acknowledging my partner in crime, Mark James. Uh, Dustin, I'm sure you know him. He does yes, MemphisWrestlingHistory.com. And if you're a fan of Memphis Wrestling, uh, he's got every card, every lineup, uh, every star on his website. You can order his books. And he actually is the one that we did uh, the latest book that I've produced. Uh, with him, Rags, Paper, and Pens, The Merchandising of Memphis Wrestling, where we go back and talk about uh, Memphis being on the cutting edge of uh, merchandise and pictures and programs and magazines, reprint a lot of that old stuff, jimcornett.com if you're interested. But uh, I've really been researching Memphis Wrestling, and it was more successful for a longer period of time than almost any other wrestling promotion in the United States over the last 50 years. And it's a tribute to all the guys involved. Now, there are a couple of things. Uh, WWE has launched their network, and you're talking about cutting edge and doing something outside of the box, and there are rumors that Jerry Lawler and whoever else is in um, in the mix there, uh, they're actually negotiating to purchase the Memphis Tape Libraries. Can you give us your thoughts on the idea of the WWE network and how that could launch Memphis uh, to the national scene again? Well, you know, the, the, the network has its own ups and downs, uh, still being an you know, Internet delivery um, there's worries about the technology, and are people ready to, um, you know, really embrace that uh, as much as they should? Uh, but at the same point, it's bringing a lot of old wrestling content uh, to, you know, to a new audience, to people who've only been able to see it on YouTube or didn't know how to check it out. I would love the Memphis Wrestling Library has been in pieces for a while now, and I would love to see them get it together and uh, actually, you know, be able to, to show everybody now how good Memphis wrestling was. That would be great. Can you yeah. imagine? Well, I mean, that's what YouTube has, has uh, done its job, I think. YouTube Even is. Lance Russell was saying <laughs> he goes on YouTube four times a week just to watch old Memphis wrestling. Right. Yeah, and, and if an old dinosaur like Lance Russell can <laughs> uh, can do it, then, then anybody can. No, I, I kid. I talked to Lance a few uh, a few weeks ago. And, uh, I, you know, he, he still has the same enthusiasm he that does. he did before. But uh, it, it's just it, it's amazing to see how he still keeps, you know, Memphis wrestling alive. But at the same point, he's, he's, uh, he's still earnestly interested in, uh, in talking to the younger fans about it. He, and he's surprised when they, when they say, oh, Lance, we watched you and we love you. And, and they weren't born when he was still on television. <laughs> All right, Jim Cornette's joining us uh, right now. You managed uh, Yokozuna, and now the the late Yokozuna, um, unfortunately. But he he was mass he was big, huge. He, like, did you travel with him? And no, fortunately, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> man, he had his own cargo plane. <laughs> uh, no, no. In, in all seriousness, um, I didn't uh, travel with him because at the same time as I was managing Yoko, I was either. Uh, operating Smoky Mountain Wrestling over in East Tennessee in Knoxville or, uh, you know, coming from the office in Stamford where I was uh, working in, on the matchmaking team. But he had a tremendous uh, problem with traveling in hotels and things for normal-sized people. He obviously had to go first class. In some places, he had to go two first class. He had to get him two seats. Mm. Um, you know, he had a problem living in a, a world built for normal-sized people. And 
Uh, he was an amazing athlete, and even at 600 pounds, which he was in his prime in the WWF, to be able to move around like that, there was a world-class athlete buried underneath there. And it just it was it was a shame that he let his weight get so far out of control. But uh, it was interesting to watch him sit down with a bucket of KFC. I'll tell you that. Well, what is the most you used? Do you ever uh, saw him eat? Well, see, I wasn't there for every meal, but if, <laughs> for example, if he would arrive at a TV taping at noon, he'd eat in catering. Uh, you know, that they had set out for us. And then about 3 or 4 o'clock as we were doing interviews, he'd have somebody go out and get him a family-sized bucket of chicken that he could nibble on wow. <laughs> while we were doing promos. And then I have no idea what he ate after the matches. I was scared to find out. That catering food was delicious, too. The chocolate chip cookies are amazing. <laughs> Now, real it, quick, I just want to tell you. It was worse catering 20 years ago. It was, oh, yeah. it was the pasta where you stuck the fork in and you drew the fork out and the ball of pasta from the <laughs> oh, bowl came man. with it. Well, uh, you had some of my favorite promos. I remember the shoot interview we posted on Throwback Thursday. It was it was basically a shoot-style interview where you went down the list from Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, and told it exactly how it was. There was another promo where you're, you're in mid-promo and your nose just starts bleeding on television. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. How did that and, shoot and, and, promo come about, though? I mean, I, how I, well, I, I remember the, the nosebleed promo. We were in a hot locker room. It was, it was wintertime, but they had the heat uh, cranked up in, in the arena that we were in where we were taping. We're down in a locker room. It's like sweating. The, the walls are dripping. And I've got like this five-minute-long passionate promo where I'm plugging four matches, yeah. <laughs> four different matches involving different people. And finally, about three-quarters of the way through it, and I hadn't stopped for breath, I realized I'm about to bleed. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> uh, but... Um, uh, the, 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 the other promo came about because I had done something on the WWF.com website, as it was known back then, a program called Bite This, which was, uh, nobody was on the Internet at this point, 1997 right. or whatever. Um, nobody knew this show existed, and I made some comments that were pretty much the way I thought, because who was listening? Well, come to find out they got more feedback on that program than anything they'd ever done put together on the website at that point. So they called me up and asked me to do it on Raw. Oh, man. It made people think. It, it stirred people up. I never did see, except it was more of their car wreck, uh, car crash television mentality because I was knocking the WWF and WCW. Right, right. you tore them <laughs> and apart. And it couldn't really translate into money for them or getting any of their talent over and people were looking sideways at me for doing it, but they wanted it because people would talk about it. And that lasted several times until then. They started giving me ideas of things that I might be mad about, that I wasn't really mad about, and I kind of got out of it by just ignoring it. All right, we're, uh, Jim Cornette's joining us. You can follow him on Twitter, at Cornette. You can go to jimcornette.com, buy his books, and, uh, and, and read his stuff there. All right, last question before we let you go. You, of course, walk to the ring with a tennis racket uh, each and every night. And I was wondering if you were putting together like a Hall of Fame of manager props, what other props uh, you think should be thrown in there? Obviously, Jimmy Hart's megaphone. What else out there? Oh, well, you know, actually, I wouldn't give Jimmy Hart the megaphone. I, what I always remember Jimmy Hart as is his cane. Really? Because he didn't have the megaphone till he went to the WWF. He used to break canes over Jerry Lawler and Jimmy <laughs> Valiant's head. That's when I knew and loved my good friend, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. So I would say Jimmy Hart's cane. Maybe a fireball from Gentleman Saul Weingeroff. Um, uh, maybe uh, uh, Sam Bass's cowboy boot. You have Mr. Fuji with the uh, salt. My tennis racket. Well, see, I'm going for, I'm going for the Memphis Manager's okay. Hall of Fame. <laughs> Dr. Ken Ramey, the manager of the interns, his bottle of ether. Oh, man. Sir ether. Clements's umbrella. I think uh, there's there's actually in in the Memphis territory alone there could be a, a museum <laughs> entirely devoted to great wrestling managers. That's true. So I would be proud to be a part of that. Yeah, we 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 do think there needs to be a, a, a wrestling museum in Memphis, um, but I guess as a conversation for another time. You're not going to put Paul Heyman's cell phone on the list. Um. <laughs> hey, yeah, I know where I'd like to put Paul Heyman's cell phone, <laughs> but go. I guess we're out of time. Thanks, but guys. <laughs> but and hey, on, on September 18th, all hail the king and dust the star. Watch out for Bill Superstar Dundee, wherever you may see him. Oh, man, he better watch out for five-star. That's what he needs to do. All right, Jim, we're going to have to have you back on. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. Uh, well, I can be had. I have been many times. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, thank you. That's uh, James E. Cornette. Follow him on Twitter at the real Jim Cornette and jimcornette.com, uh, former wrestling 
uh, manager all over the place. Manage the main event at WrestleMania at one point. Some of the some of his shoot interviews and the commentaries he's talking about on JimCornette.com will blow you away. They will blow your mind that, it, that just his opinions and his thoughts and the inside details that he gives on the business. Just like he kind of teased the whole TNA thing that he would need 16 hour marathon just to talk about that. And that's kind of what Scott Steiner said when we had him on the show. You know, about a month ago is I don't even want to talk about it. So you know, and we. Kevin and I, we discuss it. Uh, is, are they losing their Spike TV deal? What are they doing? What's going on? We don't even watch. But Cornette's one of those legendary guys that always has a story, and um, you know, a lot of times they're not very friendly. He tells it like it is. Right. Oh, he no, he does. He's, For sure. He's, he's a lot of uh, fun. I wish we, we, we had more time with him. Maybe we'll, we'll catch up with him again. And uh, it looks like, what, so next month, you think we're doing your wrestling segment's going to come uh, a week early, it looks like? I believe it's so. on the 13th, September 13th. And we have an awesome guest. And uh, it's not 100% confirmed and final, but you can check MemphisSport.com. That's where we're going to actually make the announcement of who's coming on. But it will be a legendary, classic Memphis wrestling star. And hopefully they'll be at Minglewood Hall on September 18th at the Long Live the King event. And, you know, Marie and I have kind of been putting our heads together about this event as well. We might have our own tribute to the king. You're going to do a tribute to the king? The- oh, yeah, well, yeah, you know, something like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, we're, we're low on time. Let's do some woohoos and uh, boos. Woo-hoo! I'm going to give a woohoo. To uh, the man on the other side of the glass for me, C.J. Hurt, because we didn't have time to talk about this last week, but C.J., we made fun of him a couple weeks ago. He went out to the Red Bull King of the Rock tournament dressed like a Ninja Turtle, like a kid going back to school with his Ninja Turtle shirt on, a Ninja Turtle backpack. He went out there. We thought he had no chance, and he actually won a game. Can you believe this, Dustin? Oh, man. I saw it on Instagram. I saw it on Twitter. I'm thinking, where's CJ? What's he doing? I'm, I'm following the thing, and he he wins, right? He wins, and, of course, the Instagram's the bracket. You know, hey, look at me. I advanced. But then you lost your second game. The winner of the King of the Rock, by the way, same guy who won last year, right? Yeah, one of the same guy who won last year. The guy I lost to made it to the final four. The guy he lost to, of course, was in the championship. So I got an unlucky draw of the bracket. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give a boo real fast uh, to... The Cowboys, the NFL season is still a couple weeks away, and the Cowboys are everywhere I turn. They were on Big Brother. They're on Mr. Belding is out at training camp hanging out with them. Like, Mr. Belding, our friend of the friend of the show, Mr. Belding, like, why why do I, the Cowboys everywhere, why are people going to their training camp and, and posting pictures? It's, I don't know, I guess can't They're America's the team. Uh, I, do you think so? Are they your you team, know, CJ? Uh, Cindy no. Bear, Cindy Bear, and Dirty Bear are big Cowboys fans too. Oh, Maria's parents, yeah. regular trivia players on Thursday nights. All right, that is our show. I want to thank Jim Cornette for joining us, uh, Kevin Leip and Preston McClellan, Maria Gray, and all of our callers and Dustin Starr hey. as well. We'll be back next week from high atop Mount Moriah from eleven to one. We'll talk to you then.